four, strap it down, three, flip it over, two, calibrating for fun, blast off. Welcome to the Dan Fogler 40 Experience Podcast. Get ready. Did I make it? Yes, you did, doctor. I did. And you know, there was like, there was more than one button I had to push, and I did it. Hey, good for you, pal. That's not bad. I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. That's huge. Look at that wall. You like that? Oh, it's beautiful. Is, did you bring that to London? All of that stuff, or is it just a backdrop? Um, all the stuff it are uh, merchandise, posters, and, and stuff um, from my comic books. I got to fix this light here one second. Let people let see that wall for a second. Um, so, Brooklyn Gladiator. Mm, which I love. Which I love. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks, man. I'm so envy of you. I mean, my entire life since I can remember was comic books. And you really? pulled it off. Yeah. And you pulled it off. It's fantastic. Oh. oh, you were telling me that. Okay, so let's start right there. First of all, yeah. okay, all right, man. I'm wasted from your I, I, I just watched your movie. I just watched another <laughs> round. And I'm drunk. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm not a big drinker. No. And your movie made me drunk. Yeah. Drunk yeah. with, it made me feel like I was drunk. Made me reminisce in some of the best times that I was floating on life. Mm -hmm. And those times where it was just so, I mean, it's so, the, the chemistry of the film was palpable. Mm -hmm. Okay, can I say yeah. that? Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, so let's get back to that in a second, because I can I want to talk to that. But I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm like we can get back to it, but it does that to you. We were very nervous. Uh not that we didn't think we had a film we were proud of, we were very proud of the film. But it came out in the middle of the, the shutdown. And we made it obviously before that happened. And and on top of that, uh it was also about a, a topic that was um could be, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who wants to be offended. Uh, so, in a, in a way, we're praising alcohol to a degree, not all the way. So we were like getting ready for a lot of backlash, but the exact opposite happened. And I've, I've been in, in movie theaters where teenagers, people at the age of 90, people at my age just went out of the theater relieved and, and embracing life. And uh, that was all we could hope for. So. So I understand where you're coming from. But you, it, it was, you know, it was also a cautionary tale. It's just like, hey, look, it's a, there's a dichotomy here. When you imbibe certain things, you're going to have wonderful times and you're going to have dark times. And some people are going to be able to, to step away from it. And some people are not. And you have the whole, you, you, that's the whole playing field you lay out for everybody. Yeah. So everyone could say, have their choice, I think. They can say, yeah, I totally resonate with this character. And, oh, that's exactly what I would have done in that moment. You know, um, yeah. I, I felt I resonated with you the whole time, you know. So many times we were just like, that moment where you're just like, 
you've you've been on you've been on the ride and you've it, it was fucking good and you're just like yeah and i learned my lesson and i'm ready to get back and and get back to life with the lessons i learned from my from my binge and then they make the perfect drink or, you know, or they roll the perfect joint and you're just I know like, you're at. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was getting out of it there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, then, and the cinematography was just too good. It looked <laughs> good. Yeah. Sounds were too good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, originally it started out with a tribute complete as an idea, as a tribute to alcohol, knowing very well that it's been around for six 7,000 years and people have, have, have used it for, for um, we know the dark side of the coin. There's been a lot of films about that, but it's also been used, you know, to get into the zone, to be more creative, to lift the conversation, to pick up that phone when you don't have the balls to do it. Uh, and, and so for that reason, he was curious in what, why are we always condemning it strictly? What mm. else is, why? Well, we all remember stuff when we were teenagers, where it was just the best day of our lives, right? Very few of us have met our spouses without having alcohol involved. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's a strange thing to, to ignore. So that was, the, that was the starting point. Well, and then obviously graduated to something more. It was graduated into a film about embracing life. And, and when you meet these characters, especially mine, he's standing on the platform looking at the train who's left him. And um, he's a little, he's a little uh, disheartened with his past, a little jealous on the future, and he's forgot to live in the present. And so, in many ways, that's what the film became about. Maz, Maz, you're you're up for you're. I mean, you're up for awards, right? I mean, you're up for you're up. I mean, the movie's up for something. Yeah, yeah, we we doing really well in in Europe. We've won in. San Sebastian, we were nominated in Cannes, that didn't happen. We won, we won all the major awards in, in the European film festival. So, so we, we're not complaining at all, it's fantastic. But you're talking about American awards, I can tell. Are you gonna, I mean, you're, you're gonna get recognized, I know it. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. That's a different journey, right? You, you need some, uh, you need to have some, some serious money uh, backing you up to, to get into that game. That's, that's a different thing. Uh, I but, think- I mean, we're pushing it a little. I mean, it's nominated for a best foreign film, and, uh, and there, there are people who are a little ambitious on our behalf that wants to do it as a best best film. And if that happens, then we're in a good spot. Let's talk about your work in it, though, man. I mean, yeah. you're so fucking apple juice. You're so <laughs> you're so real. I mean, it's so real. How much of this is improv? You said it grew, right? So yeah. it, it felt so, um, I mean, it didn't look like you guys were acting. No, that, that's, that's what we always try to achieve, right? And yeah. obviously it's very tricky to pull out if you're in, a, <clears throat> in year zero fighting giant scorpions, then we know there's some acting involved. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we all friends, all of us, uh, we know each other, crisscross. Um, I think that, you, know, you knew each other in the past, everybody. Everybody, yeah. Were, oh, okay. small, yeah. Um, I worked oh, with all of them except for one of the guys uh, who I, I met and I knew personally. Um, yeah, um, the, the drunken part is always it's always a tricky thing to do the drunken part, right? Because you know, most we will all approach it with, with that 
uh, that idea of like, we know it from our personal lives. After two or three drinks, to pay, play drunk is to hide to be drunk. You know, you're just hiding it as much as you can. The more right. you hide it, if you become, you live, the more slow you become and, and, and it's giving you away, right? So that was that approach. But then we had to go on, on a different level, the Charlie Chaplin level. And, and for that, we watched a lot of YouTube videos. And for some reason, it always turned out to be Russian people who didn't mind being, being filmed while they were extremely drunk. <laughs> so that was very inspiring. <laughs> we, um, we had a boot camp. Uh, not that we don't have experience between the four of us or five of us. We, we know how that feels. But we wanted to be very exact about the, you know, the levels of 005, 008. Uh, we wanted to yeah, see yeah. what happened. Typically with the speech and with the with the movements, uh, so we did that for a few days and, and shot that, and that was was interesting and fun. Not super surprising. What was interesting was watching after when it becomes point one, a little more than three, three beers. That's where nobody cared about being drunk anymore. Nobody was trying to hide it anymore. That's that's the that's where it, where it tips over, right? And there was no communication. Obviously, there like. The director could shout in our faces and we didn't care. That just, just happens when you drink that much, right? And that was a funny and interesting lesson because we could use that in the film. Yeah. Uh, I just, for some reason, I thought of uh, that scene with Martin Scorsese in Apocalypse Now where uh, Coppola's giving him uh, whiskey. You know the scene where he's he's really, he's wasted in that scene where he punches oh, Dennis the Hubbard. mirror. And... No, 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 no. no, no. no Martin Sheen, his hands bleeding. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen Hearts of Darkness? That's obviously all the way. That that's one of the things. I think did he suffer a heart attack right after that? That's rumors about that. Um, Yo, we knew from the very get go that you know it's it's kind of it's kind of low hanging fruit to have a couple of shots when you play drunk, and 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 I don't I don't uh, have anything against that, Uh, and. But our, in our situation, it was just every single day. We, we right. would have to do that for like 50 days. And, and a couple of shots throughout a full shooting day would become 20 or 30 shots, right? So we knew that was not going to be the case. We, we couldn't go down that path. Also, all of a sudden, we're done with that scene. And now we do the scene where you're driving a car, which is a complete no-go, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that might have been... But nobody got drunk drunk. Uh, People might have inspired themselves in the trailer uh, by themselves once in a while, but it was, it was. We were never trying to hit that level. We were always trying to be inspired, you know. And and uh, but it was one of those films where it was way too much if we had to do it every time. So we really, really tried to prepare ourselves and, and become actors instead of just just doing the real thing. All right, let's talk about the. Um, I mean, just the direction is great. Everyone should see another round, okay? If you haven't seen it, see another round. The direction is excellent. It makes you feel it's. It makes you feel like a kid again. It made me feel like a kid again. It made me feel uh, just from the start of it when you see the kids running around the lake and you know it's it's you know. Which is the thing? Which is the thing in Denmark? This is what happens when you graduate from high school. Get the white hats. Yeah. And, and you get wasted <laughs> in that order. <laughs> yeah. uh, and because it's. You know society today we can we can say a lot about it but one of the things that's for sure is that there's pressure there's pressure also on young kids and that day is like everything's gone i got the hat mom and dad mm-hmm. are out 
and they just let go. Uh, and uh, and they run, they go on this, uh, it's either, you know, lolly of the, or, or what do you call it, horse, horse driven cars that would ride around in Copenhagen or wherever they are. And they yeah. would go in every family and celebrate and have one or two drinks. So that becomes obviously That's a lot cool. of Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal and beautiful. Um, so, yes, of course, we have these middle aged men who, who are teaching these youngsters. So they are, they're actually sitting in the movie theater and watching their life just going slowly passing by, looking at, at what they used to have and what they made out of it. Right. Uh, and um, so, yeah. so, so that is a very strong statement and, and a beautiful one. And it end, the film ends with them as well, uh, which I think is a fantastic circle. It's a lovely movie, and 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 the dance sequence. Okay, so this there's this there's this dance sequence that I like that drew me in because the dance sequence has been floating around the internet, and um, yeah, yeah. it's very uh, the the whole movie is intoxicating, but the dance sequence is intoxicating too because we we see how much you're enjoying it, you know, and mm. it's, it's almost like an inherent like jealousy where you're just like, well, shit, I want to be having. It's good a time as he is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, how many takes? How many times did you do that, or was that just like a? We shot it over two days, uh, not the, the the entire dance, uh, as to speak. But but there was a lot of things happening. You know, the, the ship arrived. We were very lucky to have the. This is the most famous ship in Denmark that arrived um, uh, while we were shooting. So we got that in the frame yeah. by masks. Uh, and then the dance, we did it over two days, yeah, and it was on cobblestones, and I was old, and I was rusty, <laughs> and it, it, was, it was two great days. Um, I, I was fighting a lot against the dance, and, and not necessarily that I didn't want to dance, but I had a hard time picturing why, how we could pull off in a realistic film that a man just gets up and dance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always imagined it to be like a, a drunken man's fantasy, a heightened moment. Uh, and Thomas was very sweet and he nodded and listened to me, but he always said, no, no, he's just dancing. That's, that's what's happening. That's the end I want. And, and he was absolutely right and I was absolutely wrong. So, so, so by, and I gave in. Um, it was a strange moment. I mean, because the character is rusty and I'm rusty, but that was like, a, <laughs> it was a part of me. <laughs> There's a little ambitious part of me when I saw some playbacks. I was like, oh, didn't I used to jump much higher? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I got a little ambitious on behalf of my former craft. Uh, and then I had to go like, back and say, no, 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 it's, it's perfect. This is, it. this is what it is. He's rusty. So am I. Let's go. No, but your life, life is not perfect. You know, that, that's why no, no. it adds character, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. You ever seen Bravo, man? What a great movie! Really a beautiful oh, performance. Thanks a lot. I, I had a hunch you would like it. I, God damn it! You can just see everything on your face, and it's just amazing. Your face. Mm. Your face is. Uh, your face is your face, man. <laughs> your, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, there's not. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you, you, you're kind of like Christopher Walken in the way that. You don't have to do much, you know? And that well, when you have, you have people around you who do a lot for you, 
you know, uh, true. That, and you're working, and you're part. working off of them, but your fucking face is dancing, and you know, your face yeah. is. <laughs> but this is it's very interesting because if if they if they're not there with the camera, uh, or if your fellow actors are not playing that ball, it's not there. Doesn't matter what face you have, right? Uh, yeah. And one of the interesting examples was that, and when I read the script, I was a little whoa, that's very early. Ten minutes within the film, yeah, is where my character realizes that the train has left him and he's standing on the platform. He's just been walking around like a comfortable numb, uh, and not—he's not really addressed what it was. But but that specific moment when he sits with his friends at a dinner party, it dawns on him, and and he feels pity for himself, and he starts weeping, and he starts saying "I'm sorry" and and excusing himself why he's doing it, which is a scene you would you would normally place an hour and a half into a film. <laughs> and it's like that's a bold move, you know. You don't know the character, and and, and how do you supposed to, to to feel anything for him? But he reversed it and said, "No, no, we don't know him yet." But this scene will drag the audience in, and scene. the only way you can do that is if the camera does what it does. And, and so it's a simple trick, of course. You you, you make a vacuum. You just stay with this character for two or three minutes, and you hear the rest of the room. You hear the friends. You have people next door singing a song and you see the alcohol. That means that you're diving into him. And, and when you know that the camera is doing that, you can allow yourself uh, <laughs> to, to be the face or, or, or just lean into it and feel what's happening. And, and hopefully the camera will catch that. But if the camera is not doing that, we'll never get that sensation. Yeah, but sometimes the camera can zoom in on somebody and it's a fucking placid lake. And then somebody <laughs> like you, they zoom in on and it's crystally, ripply, beautiful waters that you can look at for days. You understand? Brando had that. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about your face for a second because. That's brutal. I don't know what to say about that. I'm, I'm very happy to say it. And, and there will be a different school saying, I don't see anything in his face. And other people say, yes, I dive into it. And this is the beauty of, of, of human nature. We relate to different things, right? And, and uh, I'm happy you relate to my face. You got the full spectrum, let me tell you. When I first met you, doctor, on Hannibal, okay? So, <laughs> so I had, I don't know how many episodes, five or six, maybe, maybe even four episodes. And, um, you had five or six? Yeah, and I had, that, I had, a, really, I had a really great time. And a lot of that was because I got to work with you a lot. And um, and here I am, I'm playing this like hoity-toity character. I don't know from cheese and fucking opera, you know, I don't know that. But here I'm playing this character, right? And, and I got all these lines and I'm just trying to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. And it's, and it's a lot. And, and I'm at least 50 to 60 pounds heavier. And I'm just trying not to fucking sweat. And I remember, I, you know, and I remember I'm just sitting there in my my three piece fucking sweater suit, just like talking about fucking, you know, Pavarotti. So then, so then. But you were um, lucky. Your character was actually. Uh, I got to sit a lot. A lot of shit about things you didn't know shit about. He <laughs> <laughs> was big, big mouth New Yorker, right? Yeah. So I get to the point where I finally finish a take 
It's like the first day because I was like, I, they had to keep stopping because I was sweating. I get through a take without sweating, and it was good. I felt really good about it, and I spontaneously. That was, that was the goal. The goal was to yeah. take a take without sweating. Yeah. And you're just sitting there, like you're just sitting there, watching the whole time, just watching, and I'm and I'm just like just you know, doing my spiel. I yeah. get through the take, this cut. He's like, he goes good, and I and I just spontaneously do like. I just go like, yeah, <laughs> and you're just sitting across to me like this, and you go, you lean in and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, what was that? What did you just do there? What was that? And I go, oh, I was like, I was like the kicking, I was like the jumping and kicking, and you were like, yeah, yeah, what was that? What was that kicking and jumping? And I was like, I don't know, I just got excited and I got through the take, and he was, you were just like, I like that, and I was like, I like this guy, this guy is cool, and uh, and 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 I noticed. That because you're silly, man. You're 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 yeah. like a you're like a you're a kid. You're a kid at heart. I see that in you. Yeah. And um and and so and I'm a I'm like a fucking connoisseur of comedy. And you said Chaplin earlier, but you're fucking Buster Keaton, man. Yeah. If, if you okay. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Buster I'm Keaton, a little. By far my hero. I grew up with two things. I mean, grew up with a lot of things. And and but. But the ones I always went back to was Bruce Lee and Buster <laughs> Keaton. And Crazy. I still do. Yeah. So many people have appreciate Bruce Lee on this in this podcast. I mean on this uh, fiction fest. Um, so let me okay. Be, and I say Buster Keaton because go back and watch Hannibal, those scenes <laughs> yeah. where you just open up when you open up the refrigerator and it's just your face and you're looking around and just, <laughs> and you're just looking at all the fucking meat, you know, and sitting in the fucking just the frame, boom. Yeah. yeah. Just looking. You yeah. don't have to do anything. I'm just fucking on the floor, man. It's hysterical. Yeah, I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I've, I've always been intrigued by um I do realize when I watch Bruce Lee again in, uh, in my later years that he, he's, in his early films, there was a lot of like, wow, wow, master, master, you know, freaking out things. But he also had that, you know, that very, the bridge between the Asian cinema and the American cinema. He always, yeah. he, all of a sudden he found that, like, he would just lift his hand and go. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and you can say, yeah, that's just a gesture. But there was something in his face, Bruce Lee's face, when he was doing it, that was like, God, he means it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the same with Buster Keaton, he sucked me in. He was one of the, hmm. the early days, it's hard to say, but, but he was almost like the theater actor who said, I will make a close-up now. The audience will have to come to me. Wow, yeah, yeah. As opposed to me going to the audience and, and, and to the back, to the furthest away row, and, and they can hear me know. Come to me, intrigued, and and I obviously I didn't put any words on that when I watched him, but I, I was always fascinated with, with Boston. I could, he was like a clean uh, sheet, right? He was like whatever situation you were in watching him, you could do the painting because something was happening in there, and it was you, uh, and and that's what I found beautiful about Buster Keaton. So now you got the so here's the thing that I'm just so impressed with is that you have the Buster Keaton where you're you're just you read what you want to read, and then what you're doing in this another round, man. Mm. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful work. 
Have you ever seen a movie yeah. called Have you ever seen You ever seen a movie called um uh Way of the Peaceful Warrior with Nick Nolte? No, maybe not. elaborate a little. Okay, you got to check it out. It's about a gymnast, okay? Cuz I know you, I know you started out doing right. that. And um yeah. and what happens is uh, the gymnast um, has an accident. He loses his confidence and he finds Nick Nolte as this like, you know, kind of Yoda E kind of teacher. Yep. And um, and Nick Nolte is brilliant in it. He teaches this he teaches this kid um, about basically about chi, about finding your inner strength and, you know, like Zen and mm. and uh, and he gets this kid back up on his feet. I thought you, I just thought of it. I, I, I think you'd think it was interesting. I will definitely look it up. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of McNulty. What was it called? The one he did, the TV show where he was playing the evil brother, and there was a nice brother. And oh. was, I called uh, um, the guy with the scars. Right. Was it? Well, I think it was a boxer. He was a boxer, McNulty. Uh, I didn't see that one. Uh. It was called Two Brothers in Denmark. So I don't think that's the, the word in English. Oh, okay, cool. I got it. Oh, 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 it was about a UFC. Warrior. You about warrior? No, 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 that's not the one. It's an old okay. one. It's the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, I don't remember it. And the bad guy was fantastic. Falconetti. The Falconetti, he was called the bad guy. Oh, cool. No, but, but since then, I've always been a fan of Nick, Nick Nolde. I think he's an amazing actor. Let me ask you a question. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten this a, bi a billion fucking times. Uh... Hamlet, or Hamlet. your your version of Hamlet, or Tarantino, yeah. Tarantino directs you as fucking Hamlet, you know something like that. You know what I'm saying? No, we're talking. No, we're talking. no, yeah, I did theater for a long time when I graduated from drama school, and obviously yeah. I had been on stage before that as a dancer. So, so I I did love I did love the magic about you know doing something now that was in the moment and you could only share it with your with your fellow cast and the crew and the people watching it that day. And you, you might be talking about it when you were 80, that specific day, but nobody else saw it, right? Which is obviously super magical. But then again, there was also like, out of 100 days, there were 90, there were shitty days, you know? <laughs> and, and the audience didn't really like it. And it was just an uphill battle. Uh, so I was, I loved theater, but I was never in love with theater. Uh, and Hamlet has been done to perfection so many times. And I was like, why, why would I want to do that? Uh, I have no, I've not been asked anyway. So, so that's an easy, easy decision. I did Romeo in Romeo and Juliet okay. uh, when I was 30, 31. And that was difficult. I mean, I, I am. 30, 31, wow. I'm, I'm a mumbler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a serious mumbler, and they picked I would me love up. to see. I would love to see your Hamlet, Ham, uh, something like yeah, that, on was, film. On film, yeah. You know? But I think Hamlet is interesting, very interesting. I think uh, Richard III is very inter interesting. I think Macbeth is super interesting. Uh, but you know, the way to handle the language is, is a big, big thing when you do Hamlet, right? And 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 that was never my strong side. Uh, I, I I was insisting on the audience in the beginning as a theater actor as well that the audience came closer to me. And right. I could pull that off with rooms of three or 400 people. But when we were doing eight and 800 or a thousand people, it was a little more tricky. So, uh, 
So I abandoned it and I went to, to the place where you can actually do that, which is the movie world. It just got in my head because I was I was researching and I saw that you have like you've been you've been knighted. You're like you have the equivalent of the Danish knighting. Double knighted. You're double knighted. I'm knighted in France and in Denmark. But you've always been, always been hoping for the chance to meet uh, Sir Ben Kingsley because I I hear stories about him being taking it very serious. And then I would just love to say, and you know, before we shook hands, just like, just for the record, so then, stop, get on your knees. He has to bow before you. I absolutely double knighted. I don't see any way around that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm knighted. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. I mean, I'm a working class kid, and it was like it doesn't happen that often when you're a working class kid. Um, and, and it was also like a, in my business, you know how that is. It's like a lot of actors would refuse to get knighted because that was just like, what oh. is that? What is that? This is, it's, <laughs> you, know. you know what? I really love our royal family. I think they're fantastic. And I met a few of them and, and uh, <laughs> I was really honored and I was, I was proud of it. So, uh, so yes, I'm knighted. That's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so... What I'd usually do on my podcast uh, is I basically like, I'm sure you've done this or I don't know if you have, I basically like break down what people's names mean. So you want to know what your name means? I would love to. Jesus, I'm going to get this for free now. I've been looking for that for years. I mean, I did, I just did the, you know, the Google. Is it it Matthew? Matthew? Mass? Or is it just a peasant? No, dude, if you got a great name, Mass means gift of God. Wow. Yeah. That's a little much to handle. I, okay, but but now to hold on a sec. <laughs> now it's out. Now it's out. Now it's out there. You'll know what your last name is Mickelson. Michelson. Yeah. Son of Michael. Michael means, Michael is a question. Mm-hmm. And the question is, who is like God? Who is like God? Okay, so your name is Gift of God. Who is like God's son? Okay, okay. Okay, man. You're you're advising me to start a cult? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Say anything. Well, you're giving me ideas now. <laughs> my name is my name is Daniel. I knew it. I knew it. I had a hunch. You knew it, man. You knew you were a cult leader. Um, that's that's that's. Where do you find that? Okay, I. It's because everyone's name. I mean, if you go on, you just type in name meaning, and uh, it came up pretty quick, man. Matt. Hey. And what's crazy is that everyone's name is kind of, you know, you can. It's derivative of the Bible a lot of the time, and God is just embedded in everyone's name. Daniel means God is my judge. Which is Everybody. not the thing as being very close to being God. It's not exactly. No, 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 no. You have your double knighted and your double godded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pressure is on. Pressure is on. All right. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know, I man. Would from now on. I would look into your DNA. I would just see if you're, I don't know. Maybe you are like a, a magic. If it goes, goes straight to Nazareth. <laughs> I mean, excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, so 
I mean, all right, we talked about Hannibal. That was mm. all. I, I, before I forget, we talked about comic books. You have to look into um, The Killer. And yeah. people that know this graphic novel are being like, holy shit. Yes, yeah. because you would be. I will have to look at you. This should be your next TV series if you do it. Oh, yeah. Okay, not. Yeah, not I, don't, I don't know what okay. they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with it. Maybe they are. Maybe they're, it's in the works. Right. You're the guy. Uh, I, I will look into it. Yeah. Um, okay, Casino Royale. Yeah. Um, I was terrified of you in that. Why is that? I'm not doing anything but playing poker. I, I've heard that before. I'm just like, the most physical thing, and I, you have to understand, I came with a very big ambition of like doing crazy stunts, flying off a helicopter, uh, and, and, you know, just being physical. And the most dramatic and physical thing I was I did was like folding two aces, which was like, don't they know I'm a gymnast and an awesome stunt guy? <laughs> so I wasn't that terrifying. I think he was, I think that the Bond franchise became a little more humanized at that point, And maybe that's why we relate a little differently. I think for me, what it was, was I felt like the thing with the eye, yeah. I was like, what I was thinking was like, oh, he's got some kind of bionic eye. He's looking through everybody's cards. <laughs> and then you start to tear up with the blood. I was like, I'm right. I'm yeah, right. You, you know, I was like, you know, no, you just have a thing with your eye. But um, that's your tell, you know. But yeah. uh, but that just that made you kind of like not human, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a little odd thing. I mean, it was it was a Martin <laughs> director who. Uh, he was just going through all the Bond villains. He was like, we've got to give you something. I mean, yeah. can't give you a third nipple, that's done. Uh, <laughs> and so, so he came up with the eye thing. And yeah. I had, I'd already done two different things where there was something wrong with my eye. And since then, I've done three other things. Right, so everything with the eye. Eye with the eye, yeah. What the but fuck? This because I've also driven a car in at least 30 films, and nobody mentions that. Well, okay, hold on. So, well, wait, wait, wait. I got to talk about the eye thing because that's the thing. Because in Doctor Strange, you got the everything. The thing. Yeah. How long was that every day? That was started out with like two and a half hour, and we got better and better at it. Not we, but they did. And so we, I think we could pull off in an hour and 15 minutes. But you know how that works. You come in early, and this is your like your extra spare time of going into meditation mode and everybody's chatting around with there's some music and you just go somewhere else and it was actually i mean you can look at it as being annoying but for me it was a little kind of a warm-up uh, for the day i enjoyed it i thought it was very 80s and <laughs> very bowie kind of feel <laughs> i really want to oh bowie well would you would you ever play bowie or would you want to oh i wouldn't dare to play bowie no? Speaking of, it's very interesting. The, the director of Another Round, yeah, years ago, he was supposed to uh, do an in, have an interview with someone, and that someone didn't show up. And he did a film that was, you know, uh, a major success in Cannes, uh, Dogma and Ninety Five Rules, and he became this superstar young kid with blonde hair, good looking. And then they they came up and said, "Listen." Uh, you, can you do a, an interview with Bowie? You should interview Bowie. He's over the moon with that. He's seen all your films. He loves you. And he said, huh. yeah, yeah, okay. And he was a major Bowie fan. 
And he went in there and Paul had never heard of him and he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> that interview is on the internet and it's super cool. It's such a great interview. There's two artists just sitting there sparring. Thomas is obviously very young. Uh, not every day he speaks English, but he's very natural at doing it. And, and uh, it's very interesting. Um, no, I would not play Bowie. I think Bowie is... I think Bowie has played Bowie uh, his entire life and nobody can pull it off like him. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just trying. I'm. I'm. I'm just brainstorming. Hey, you're, you're trying to cast me. You want to be my? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. So you were did a thing with my buddy Norman Reedus, uh, Death Stranding. How was? What was that like, man? Did you have fun doing that? Yeah, it was. It was surreal, and, and it was fun. Uh, it was surreal. Obviously, you come in, we get dressed in these uh, these track suits, very tight, all green get a lot of dots in your face by the makeup people and then you get a camera, a helmet on, on, your, on, your, on your head. Yeah. And then you feel like an idiot if you're all alone. But what do you know? That was Norman Reedus looking exactly like me. So we were <laughs> two of us looking like idiots. And that, that, <laughs> that made it easier, right? It was weird because as actors, you always want to like, oh, can we do it again? It, just, it didn't feel right. And right, right. cameras coming into each other when we hugged and and we just had the Hideo Kushima looking at us. No, no, it's good. We fix it in, in post. Right. So, so that we wanted so hard to make the scene perfect from A to Z when we did it. And in Hideo's world, he was just so grateful that we wanted to show up and give us something, you know. Uh, and so it was, he was a great, uh, he was just full of love, Hideo. Uh, and for us actors, we were not used to not nailing it perfectly every time that we could get away with not doing that. So, yeah, and Norman is just, Norman is just a fantastic, cool guy. I really enjoyed spending time with him. Um, yeah, I, uh, okay. Where do you know? What? Where do How you do know? I know? So yeah. I'm on, I, I, I do a part on The Walking Dead. I, uh, I play uh, a I'm on nine and ten, and I'm gonna be on. I just learned I'm gonna be on the next one, which is awesome. I, oh, that's why I haven't seen it because my my son and I, when I we went to Canada, I, I, my son was with me the first year, went to a, to school there, and it, it was a little brutal for him. He was only fourteen, fifteen. Uh, but what we did, we were bench watching uh, Walking Dead in, in the yeah, end. and. Um, and obviously Norman was his favorite character. And I stopped at eight. So ah. I'm pick up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You check yeah. it out, man. I, I, I love that. Show. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love I like I like I like being on it because it's the opposite of, of what we're doing on Fantastic Beasts, you know. It's just like Fantastic Beasts. We get the sets and the romantic Hollywood, you know, giant, you know, everything. And and then um, you know. The Walking Dead is still global, but I, it feels like a Western, you know, it's like gritty yeah. outside. It's the elements. It's so gritty. I mean, everybody loves oh. it. And, 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 and the thing is that my son, he said the magic words. He said, listen, I really wished I lived in a place like that, in a, in a, in a world like that. It was like, this is a horror world. But as a little boy, you know, you imagine that you're Bruce Lee, that you can do whatever. And this time it was like, they are so slow, the zombies. I can pull this off. Give me a cool weapon. You know, yeah, yeah. you know that if it's a close-up, you're in danger because if it's if it's a white shot, you can right. see the zombies, right? 
Uh, and he was just like, give me any weapon. I would love to, to be part of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. It is fucking, excuse me. <laughs> it's fucking cool to be bashing. You can say fucking cool because it is. No, I know. Cool. I, I just, ever yeah. since I learned that what your name was, it, it's like a double God, double knighted. I feel like I can't curse around you. God, double knighted. This is cool. <laughs> okay. can, I run, can I run for one minute? Yeah, we can edit, whatever. I, be honest, I, I, I have to go to the bathroom. Go, please. Okay. Go, go, go. You talk, talk about my double knighthood. I, I don't, I'm not sure what he just said, but I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Everyone should definitely see um, another round. I'm not kidding. It's, I'm not a big drinker, um, but uh, I understand what they, they were like, they started out doing this for science where they were like, <laughs> Let's reach that bliss. That's what it is. Everyone knows that moment. Like the reason why people start drinking and stay drinking is that moment of bliss. And it's, it's fleeting. But the zone. The zone, yeah. Where it's yeah. just life is beautiful. You know, everything is wonderful. It's like, what, it's, like the, it's like those kids at the beginning of the movie and they're all lying on each other in the, in the fucking subway. They don't give a shit. And then no. you guys reach that same moment where after the you're playing football, uh, soccer and you're all mm. lying on each other. You're like, slide tackle, baby, slide tackle. You know, you're just like, you guys are suddenly kids again. And that's, and that's the thing. It, it feels like being back to those days. But when you look at it outside, it's not as pretty. No. As, you know, <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, the tone <laughs> is interesting, right? Because whether you play pool or you play darts, you know, two beers, you're just, they're just nailing it. You're just hitting bullseye. <clears throat> Eight beers, kind of missing the board, right? You know? <laughs> and, and, and zero beers, you don't want to play at all. So there is something about the zone. There is something. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, there's being able to be loose enough to surf the wave. You know, mm. it's like you're too tight, you can't. You'll fall off the board. You're too loose. You're too loose to fall off the board. But if you're right with it, yeah. Keep the equilibrium going. Um, all right. So everyone's just like, are they going to talk about Fantastic Bees? Yes. Yes. We are. And are, are we allowed to? Well, no. What, we, can, what, we can be vague. Well, this is what I, this is what I want. You started it out. I'm just a rookie. Tell me, what can I say? We can't say anything, but, but I'll Good. allude to stuff. So what I will say is, and I think that we shouldn't say much more about it, is that. I want to mention just Johnny, Johnny for one second. Go for it. Um, I don't think you should say anything. I just wanted to say this as a preface and then, but you know, feel free, whatever. But uh, I, it's, such a, it's such a nitroglycerin thing. Um, I, I, obviously, people can see I have such a huge appreciation for you. I work with you. I fucking, I have such a love for you, man. And after, and after and seeing... Likewise, my friend. I, I, just, I just think you're... I just think you're an over the moon fucking actor and I'm so pleased to be working with you. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes the universe comes in and, and removes something and what it puts, what, what is put in its place is, is often for the best because I think that having you there has um, in this chaos of mm. this, of trying to make this movie, at all angles, you know, it's just fucking chaos a lot of times. And just on a baseline level, just trying to make it during COVID. 
you have been this um, an anchor. This is what I've noticed. That's insane. That's because I'm a good liar. I have not. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, 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 it, it was brutal um, for a lot of reasons, and 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 one of the reasons is obviously. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me hold on. Let me finish the thing about Johnny. This is how I perceive it. On my end, you seem like really you, because you're so fucking calm, man, and you're just and you're just such a smooth. You're just smooth, and and I and it just, you know. We're all on this ship. We're all steering the ship, and and that's that's it's really appreciative, and you're bringing it, and you're awesome. Um, Johnny, for me, I've been watching him since I'm eighteen. Me too. Right. Um, yeah. Fuck, it's making me sad. Yeah. Shit, I didn't want to get sad. Okay. So, but, but, it, but that's, I that's had, okay. Just that's think about. I, I had this. I had this moment coming into this movie where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get to have this amazing, I'm, I've given a little bit away. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have a moment with Johnny. And, um, and I was so excited about that because I was getting to work with someone who I've appreciated for so long. And I'm really sad about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. I can't say much more about it. Um, uh, but I'm really happy that I'm really happy to have you on set, man. You're 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 amazing. And I'm Dino happy to have you on set because a little, very much like Hannibal, I was. Uh, I might come across. I might be lying. I might be cheating a little just to you know to take the space and, and not you know uh, make a complete blunder out of everything. Uh, but obviously, I'm also just a kid. You know me. Uh, uh, so that's all cheating. Um, so, so, I, so, so most of my scenes in the beginning of Hannibal was with you and it just felt like oh, great there's a guy who wants to just accept oh. me and act with me and, and we will play this game together and then you were in this film as well in a, in a similar circumstance of like me feeling a little far away from home and so I was just so pleased to see that it just felt like I got one anchor as well now you just made me a little misty there, man. Yeah. Uh, I am having um, people that are watching this. This is going to be a great movie. Uh, I, um, this man who has been playing characters with, with eye situations. <laughs> has, doing has, it again. Doing it again. And he's doing an excellent job. And... Um, and just like your movie, you know, another round. Life is life comes with the dichotomy. The, there's beautiful things that happen along with sad things that happen, and that's yeah. just life. That's just that is. You got to steer the ship, you know. And um, and we're making this movie during this this crazy fucking chaotic time. And there's something that's uh, for me is very. Um, admirable about it you know it's like yeah we're just telling stories but we make people happy you know we we yeah. and we make we make people feel better about their situation sometimes and um and the fact that we just you know we just keep on going it's like we're it's like we're heading to the north pole through the ice keep going <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> and still we go into a heated trailer after yeah exactly yes and we have our cappuccino <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're lucky, man. We're, we are the lucky. lucky. I mean, to be, we just, I mean, we can't complain at all. There, there are people who have lost their businesses, their livelihood, can't pay their mortgage. So uh, this is this shutdown is tough on our business, but it's even tougher on, on every other business in the world. Uh, so just have to cross our fingers and hope that we'll come up with a solution that is, is not what the one that is right now. Let's, uh, let's keep, you know, knock on wood. Let's keep telling yeah. stories. Let's keep telling stories. I got a million, I got a million stories. And, and let me you tell you, something. I, I, I'm just like, I'm just going to keep on anytime I have a script or anything, I'm just going to keep on throwing them at you and say, Hey, we, I got a part for you. Yeah. Do it. I will. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll see you on set tomorrow, man. Absolutely. That Thank that you. was a, that was a great conversation, I believe. Yeah, I had. I listen. I knew it was going to be great. You're great, man. I mean, yeah. you're a great guy. You really are. I really appreciate you. Dito, I'll see you tomorrow before okay, we begin. Big romance here. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you, see buddy. Guys. Thanks. Bye.